0: Welcome back to another PM Insight Podcast episode brought to you by our friends at Inspection Manager who are always looking for ways to make the lives of property managers easier. And one of the things I really love about this team is just how much support they provide to their clients. And well, as property managers, we all know that generally when things start to go south, stuff goes down very quickly and we need help straight away. They have a great service team who are on hand to answer any questions and they're not only super fast, but incredibly helpful. And I know, I tried to trick them, but I couldn't. So if you haven't already done so, or perhaps it's been a little while since you looked at what inspection manager have to offer, it's definitely worth having a chat with them. You never know, they might just change your life. So recently I had the opportunity to view an agency's vacating checklist. You know, the one that we generally send to a renter who is moving out when confirming their notice of intention to leave. Now i get to see lots of different ones in my travels and as you can probably guess i'm always interested in how property managers are saying goodbye to someone and this vacating checklist well oh my goodness it was so bad and i'm sure there are some agencies out there who are making the same mistakes which is why i wanted to talk about it today and don't worry these guys know that they are my inspiration for this podcast episode and they have already made some changes to what they're using. So we're all good there. I'm not going to make anyone cry today. And when I say the checklist was bad, I might be being a little harsh because, well, a checklist is simply a checklist. But man, the tone these guys managed to somehow pack into that checklist itself, well, it was pretty condescending. Now, I've seen some over-the-top stuff, but this was next level. And the way it was delivered with the accompanying Email was really, again, condescending and very patronising. Guys, everyone seems to be building their processes and communication around key areas of our client's journey based on the worst possible scenario that could arise. That means we're treating everyone like they are definitely going to do the wrong thing. And you know what? The good people, the renters who are paying their rent on time and taking care of the property and have every intention of doing the right thing when they vacate, They're actually the ones that make up the majority of our portfolios. Well, and they're receiving the same communication that we're sending to those that need a little bit of a kick up the butt. Now, this approach, the assumption that everyone falls under the same umbrella and should be treated like, well, they're about to trash the property, let's just say it's not conducive to maintaining a good relationship with someone. And we wonder why there's so much angst around the vacating process. We as property managers are actually contributing to the drama with our standard communication by implying that they're not keeping their their house clean, that their standard of living is not up to scratch and that they'd better watch out if they want their bond back. That's the way our messages are being interpreted, even if it's not what we actually meant. So it's no wonder our relationship with clients can turn very toxic very quickly during this part of their journey with us. Emotions are already high Nobody enjoys moving house and the circumstances surrounding their decision, if it even was their decision to move, may not be ideal. Their stress levels are up there. And then on top of this, someone is insinuating that the way they live is not good enough. Come on. Now, I know this sounds a little over the top to some, that I'm reading way too much into how someone will feel by us providing them with information, which by law, we don't have to provide, that we're actually doing this as a courtesy because well we give them all this at the beginning when they first move in like I can almost hear some property managers taking to offense to what I'm saying right now but let's get real guys the emails that we send the checklists that we provide they are generally about making our lives easier not our clients and this is where we go wrong it's how our tone gets distorted so What I'm suggesting is that if we tweak our approach slightly, we can still achieve our goal of having a smooth finalisation of tenancy where the property is left the way it should be and we're refunding bonds quickly and without drama because this is actually the goal of our clients, both owners and tenants, as well as us. So naturally, I do have some suggestions here for you that I'd like you to consider. I'm a bit of the school you can't be critical of something if you don't provide a solution or a suggestion for improvement. And that means I've got five tips for you. So the first one is, and I know I say this all the time, but it really is the simplest way to get everyone on the same page, or at least gain an understanding of how the renter is feeling. And that is to pick up the phone and call them when the notice of their intention to leave is first provided, or if we we issue a notice to vacate. I've spoken about this plenty of times, it's a pet thing for me. So if you want some dialogue on what to say because you're unsure around how to approach this conversation, please reach out. Number two, ensure you are breaking the email that you send to confirm their notice of intention to leave down into just the important stuff they need to know, like a snapshot. That's actually not a bad word to use in your subject line. What you don't want to do is make the email so heavy with legislation and so long and boring that no one ends up reading the full email, let alone remembers what it said, or feels like they perhaps should refer back to it again and again, most agencies need to reduce the length of this email and make it simpler to read. The third suggestion I have is always attach a copy of the original entry condition report to your email. Make it sound like you're helping them out and reinforce that this is what you will be referring to in your inspection to gauge if the property has been left to the same standard as when they first moved in so that they might actually find this um report useful to refer to themselves and this very simple step will help makes it clear to them that this is our reference point that we're not telling them to do anything over and above what the property was like when they first moved in but we do it in a way that is you know it shows it's a benefit to them also if you attach this to the email you are going to discover earlier rather than later what the original report was like or even if it's missing this gives you some breathing space to create a plan and get the owner on site if you need to before you do that final inspection. And Queenslanders, you need to provide an exit report at this point anyway, so one extra attachment is not going to hurt you to do so. Number four, please, 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 do not use the word reasonable when talking about the standard of cleaning at this point. I've seen property managers use the word reasonably clean In this email and their checklist and I know this is like I know it's what's outlined in some legislation and I acknowledge that probably half the property managers in Victoria just had a heart attack with what I'm saying but guys clean is clean and if you use your entry report as your reference point and the property is returned to the same standard whether or not something is reasonably clean or not is not going to be an issue note I didn't say sparkling clean or spotless or shining clean is clean There's dirt on the windowsill, it is not clean. If there's dust on the skirting boards, they are not clean. Let's use our common sense here and not get too hung up on an interpretation that doesn't really or won't really come into play 99% of the time. So much time is wasted agonizing over the phrase reasonably clean. If we are moving people into a property that is up to standard, well, that's how it has to be left. Also, Suck it up and have the conversation with your owner about getting some additional cleaning done between renters if it's necessary. Don't wait until the ingoing renters highlight it on the ECR. And number five, okay, the last thing I wanna highlight with you today is about the cleaning checklist itself. The one that most agencies provide to renters who are moving out. The one that generally accompanies the confirmation email. I want you to structure this checklist in a way that is, again, something that is useful for the renters. Now, I prefer to call it a moving out guide. Our PM club members know our template for this has recently been overhauled. And the vibe is much more friendly. And yes, it does contain a checklist about cleaning. But we frame it in a way that is more along the lines of being useful for the client, something that they might find helpful to refer to during this time. And we talk about the lead up to the move out date and also what happens after that we also recognize that moving house is not enjoyable but here is a way that we may be able to make it a bit easier for you it's light and simple to read and i don't know i might be a bit biased but i really like it i think it ticks a lot of the boxes required and oh well, yes that was a very bad pun i know but i couldn't help myself so as you can tell i am pretty big on ensuring that we are not inflaming a potentially volatile situation through the way we communicate if we look at the three t's of communication so technique timing and tone in this instance we know that the technique is correct using an email to deliver this information is absolutely the right way to do it and the timing is also right when the renter provides notice that they are going to be moving out like, now you might need to adjust that sometimes, Given like if someone gives you six months notice, but in most instances, when we send the email and the checklist is appropriate for the situation. So the only thing we often really need to change in this process is the tone of our communication. And guys, all you need to do is put yourself in your renter's shoes when you're reviewing what you send to see where you might be missing the mark. So don't think about tribunal, don't think about what you want, Think about how you can help, and I'm very certain you'll find not only your relationships with your exiting renters become easier, but your stress levels are going to reduce dramatically. So if you got where I was coming from today and are keen to really lift how you're communicating with your clients in 2023, or perhaps are a little curious about our vacating renter Renter bundle of templates, which includes that move out guide, I'm sure we can help you at PMX site. Not only do we have a fantastic range of all kinds of templates and resources designed to make you and your team more lovable in your client's eyes, but we have a great owner newsletter available like it is like nothing else out there. So be sure to check out the PM Club at pmitsite.com where all of these communication goodies are available to our members. And I'll talk to you next week.